Well, food prices fall slightly in November and we look at Nigeria Air. Is everything set for its takeoff? Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business. In Africa, I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. Following an interim court injunction blocking its establishment, Nigeria Air will have to wait a little longer to start flying after the Nigerian Federal High Court postponed its case until February 13, 2023. Nigeria's new national airline, which has faced multiple challenges on the way to launching operations, is being opposed by a coalition of Nigerian carriers on anti-competition grounds. Derek Nseko, CEO Airspace Africa, returns to the podcast to break down the issues that have led to the delay in launching operations. With regards to the Nigeria Air Project, well, the project has really been mad in all sorts of uh, controversy. Uh, Ethiopian Airlines had agreed with the government of Nigeria to take up a 49% stake uh, in the new project. It was also estimated uh, that uh, Ethiopian Airlines would invest about uh, 300 million US dollars in the new airline. However, the airline operators of Nigeria and uh, various airlines under that have been up in arms uh, around uh, this project, uh, most claiming that the project has been mad in uh, all sorts of controversy and that uh, there's no transparency around the project and that uh, it is anti-competitive in nature. Uh, so what happened is that the airline operators of Nigeria uh, did uh, take this to court and they've recently uh, been granted uh, an injunction, which means that uh, the project is uh, on pause for now uh, because the court has decided that uh, the status quo must be maintained for now and uh, the project uh, cannot go ahead unless a decision has been made by the courts. Uh, so one of the things that has really angered uh, the airlines in Nigeria uh, was that, uh, and this is from some leaked documents uh, from the negotiations between Ethiopian Airlines and the government of Nigeria, uh, that Ethiopian Airlines requested a 15-year tax moratorium for Nigeria Air during its negotiations. And uh, this has really angered uh, the airlines in Nigeria, uh, claiming that this is anti-competitive, but also claiming that this, this uh, arrangement only stands to benefit uh, Ethiopian airlines uh, because uh, they will be selling uh, Nigeria Air uh, via their hub at Addis Ababa uh, because this is really the current model of Ethiopian airlines uh, with uh, the airlines that uh, they buy stakes into. Uh, it's mainly to feed their hub at Addis Ababa and uh, as opposed to building a second hub in the home countries. So these are some of uh, the issues that have been raised by the airline operators of Nigeria. And uh, the, it, this is really still ongoing, but it looks like uh, the project just might not take off in its current state because Ethiopian Airlines uh, is, has also threatened to back out the project, uh, citing uh, the negative publicity that uh, might also uh, be starting to affect it as an airline. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The economy of Mozambique grew by 3.6% year-on-year 
in the third quarter of 2022, decelerating from a 4.59% rise in the previous three-month period. It marks the slowest pace of growth since the third quarter of 2021, mainly reflecting weak performance in the secondary sector. The Mozambican government targeted GDP growth of 2.9% for 2022, as foreseen in the economic and social plan and state budget approved by Parliament. The Central Bank of Botswana left its benchmark interest rate steady. The Central Bank of Botswana left its benchmark interest rate steady at 2.65% during its December 2022 meeting. The decision was aimed at continuing to support the ongoing economic recovery against the backdrop of strong inflationary pressures and uncertainty. Botswana's annual inflation fell for a second month to 13.1% in October of 2022 from 138 in September, but is still far above the central bank's 3 to 6% preferred bond. The bank projects that inflation will continue to trend downwards and fall within the objective range in the third quarter of 2024. Regarding growth, the domestic economy should operate below full capacity in the short to medium term and therefore not creating any demand-induced inflationary pressures. The GDP growth by 5.6% year-on-year in the second quarter of 2022, marking the sixth consecutive quarter of economic expansion. The bank also announced that it will withdraw some of the COVID-19 relief measures introduced in April 2020, with effect from 1st January 2023. The Food and Agriculture Organization Food Price Index fell slightly further to 135.7 in November of 2022 from 135.9 in October sharply below a record high of 159.7 hit in March and above the pre-Ukraine invasion levels as a decline in the cost of cereals, meat and dairy products offset higher prices for vegetable oils and sugar. Cereal prices were down 1.3% amid a 2.8% decline in wheat prices as Russia rejoined the Black Sea Grain Initiative. Also, prices fell for dairy by 1.2%, that is milk powder, and meat by 0.9% as increased export supplies of bovine meat from Australia added to already high supplies from Brazil, notwithstanding China's continuing strong import demand. On the other hand, the cost of vegetable oil was up 2.3% due to higher international palm and soy oil prices. Finally, sugar surged 5.2%, the first increase in seven months amid prevailing tight global sugar supplies due to harvest delays in key producing countries and the announcement by India of a lower sugar export quarter. And a quick look at the markets, the WTI crude futures fell to 80% per barrel as investors await the OPEC Plus meeting. Despite speculation that major oil producers could cut output further, the cartel is expected to stick to its latest target of reducing oil production by 2 million barrels per day. Meanwhile, the latest data from Baker Hughes shows U.S. oil rate counts and indicator of future production remained unchanged this week. Poland agreed to EU's deal for $60 per barrel price cap on Russian seaborne oil, allowing the bloc to move forward with formally approving the deal over the weekend. For the week, oil rose about 5%, the first weekly gain, since early November, benefiting mainly from China's softening stance on COVID that sparked hopes for a rebound in demand 
from the world's top crude importer. On the supply side, the latest data showed that U.S. crude inventories fell by nearly 13 million barrels last week, the most since June of 2019. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial and you can find me at Withadon.